For streaming, creating, gaming, and more, power your passions for less during Dell's exceptional cyber savings event. Enjoy up to $400 off stunning laptops like the XPS, along with high-performance desktops and next-level Alienware systems, redefining what's possible with 10th-gen Intel Core processors. Shop special prices on top-brand electronics and accessories, plus enjoy free shipping on everything. Don't forget to ask for Intel when you call 1-800-BUY-DELL. That's 1-800-BUY-DELL. Tuesday, October 15th. It's a beautiful one. Have a conversation with a man who potentially has the best nickname in the history of nicknames. Sunday Night Football quarterback, undefeated NFL quarterback, old Devlin Ducky Hodges. Mm -hmm. Just Duck Hodges. He, he gave us some incredible insight, not only in the duck calling world, but also in the quarterback world of the NFL. Life that isn't all glitz and glamour, what it's like to be a fourth string, then a third string, then a second string, then a starter in the NFL, all within the first six weeks of an NFL season as a true rookie. It was an awesome conversation. Very thankful he came and joined us. Follow him on Twitter at Devlin Hodges. Yep. At Devlin Hodges with a D in there and Jodges. <laughs> Devil Hodges 10 on Twitter just Devil Hodges on IG there it is he's, if he's anything like he was in our interview on the internet he is going to be an electric factory I'm very happy for that guy to have some happiness I'm very thankful he joined us if you're going to go watch the duck perform live there's only one place to go to get tickets and that's SeatGeek mm. SeatGeek is the greatest ticket buying platform on planet earth because it scans all the other ticket buying platforms and makes sure you're getting the best value for the best tickets available SeatGeek has been with us literally since day one. Mm -hmm. Our first ever sponsor. When I decided to retire, there was one company that said, eh, fuck it, we'll put money in there. <laughs> 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 and they've been with us ever since. And I'm very thankful for that because they're a good company that gives away great tickets to elite individuals like yourself. And right now, if you use promo code PAT, you get $10 off your first order. Wow. 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 Wait to hear this one. Wait to hear this one. Promo code McAfee. $20 off your first order. No way. Wow. wow. How do they make money? We don't know. But they have tickets to everything. If you want to go see a concert, they got you. You want to go see a play? They got you. Some live sporting events? They got you. Everything that has tickets available, SeatGeek has the ticket for you. And not only are they the best ticket buying platform on planet Earth, it's also the best ticket buying platform on the, the moon. moon. That's right. Take a trip to the moon. Take a trip to a game. Take a trip to a play. Take a trip to a concert. Whatever you do, get out there and live a little bit. You're alive, but are you living? Go live and experience something live with our friends at SeatGeek. Now, the convo that you've been waiting for, that you didn't know you were waiting for. Yep. That's good. All right, ladies and gentlemen, joining us now is a man who holds the FCS records for amount of yards thrown in college at Samford. He has one of the best nicknames I've ever heard in my entire life. He's a champion in many things, and now he can officially say that he is an undefeated NFL starter <laughs> on Sunday night. He went into Los Angeles with the Pittsburgh Steelers and went out of there with a victory. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Devlin Ducky Hodges. Oh, man. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Uh, Ducky, how did it feel? Your dream, I assume, your entire life was to be a a duck call national champion. You became that, and also an NFL starter. And due to circumstances that we'll talk about in the future here in a little bit, you became a starter. Went into Los Angeles and had a great game and got a chance to win. What did it feel like walking out of Los Angeles? Um, honestly, I I don't know if I can put a word on it. Um. I mean, it's definitely amazing. Like you said, it's a, it's a dream come true. Um, the past, past month or two has been wild. And uh, just to be in a situation situation I'm in and uh, just to be able to get the win, uh, it's, it's amazing. It's a blessing. Well, Mason Rudolph had to almost die for you to get in the game. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, that was a scary situation. One of the scariest hits I've ever seen. Uh, uh, when I was playing, Austin Colley caught one of those at Philadelphia. And it, it really rattles everybody. But you just had to walk in there and just act like it didn't happen and not even blink. You kind of went in there. What was your mindset whenever you had to take the field after that insane situation <clears throat> where the cart was broke, fucking guy had a face mask off the whole situation? Um. I mean, it, it was wild. Uh, stepping in the huddle, I think the first thing I told the receivers, though, is, hey, you know, I'm about to sling, sling it around. And uh, <laughs> you know, I, was, I, was, uh, I, I was confident. I was calm. Um, I, think, I think I told some people, like, I think the first, first third down that I was in, I think I checked the protection and, and threw a comeback. And, uh, you know, a, after that, I was like, hey, let's go. Let's go. You know, we, we got a chance to win this game. Let's, let's go win it. And, uh, you know, that preparation is everything. You know, I feel like uh, – I mean, I knew the game plan. Um, I, kn- I knew everything we were wanting to do. And um, just going there, ha- having that confidence uh, and, you know, get- getting a shot to-, to do what I did was was awesome. Okay, so Ben Roethlisberger has a battle with Tommy John in the wrong sport. <laughs> <laughs> ben Mason Rudolph, and then you're the backup to there. The whole entire setup here with the Pittsburgh Steelers this entire season has been riddled with, tr- like, adversity. I mean, the wide receivers coach passes away in training camp. I mean, he goes down. Ben Rosberg goes down. Then Mason goes down. How has the team been able to keep it together, and what has Tomlin's message been to you guys? Um, I think I think the biggest thing is some of those veteran guys, you know, like Pouncey and Ramon Foster. And then on defense, you know, you got Joe Hayden, TJ Watt. I mean, those guys are keeping everyone together. Um, I mean, yeah, even, even though we've had all this adversity and whatnot, I mean, Thomas' message is, hey, you know, if you're, if you're a part of this 53-man roster, if you're part of this team, that means, that means you can get the job done. So, you know, it's got to go out there each and every day and get better at practice, execute, and, you know, do whatever it takes to win on Sunday or Monday or Thursday, whatever day we play on. <laughs> In America, England, Mexico, wherever <laughs> yeah. they play. Yeah. The, um, the AFC North is very much still a big question mark. The Steelers have everything in front of them. I think it's that was a huge win in Los Angeles. Absolutely huge win for you guys. Now let's dive back a little bit to the legend that is Ducky. Is that, <laughs> do people just call you Ducky? Uh, I mean, I think it's more just Duck, but Ducky's cool. It, whatever. <laughs> Like ever since you were, I, I, I answered the call to anything. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, because you were a world junior champion, I believe, in duck calling. Which, by the way, tough competition. <laughs> <laughs> How did you get involved? In that? Is that just something everybody does in Alabama? Um, no, nah, it's. Uh, I mean, I grew up hunting, deer hunting, and whatnot, and just started duck hunting. And I'm like super competitive, and found out that they had duck calling contest. And it was like, hell, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna get in one and then like entered my first one when I was like eight or nine and won it. I mean it was the junior division. Uh but I mean I won the contest and then started going all these other contests and I mean 
10 years old winning like a hundred dollars a weekend at a duck con contest you know i thought i was a millionaire yeah so, so i just kind of i kept doing that and then uh you know ended up winning that world championship and a couple of alabama state championships here and there and uh yeah that's that's kind of how it, how it happened have the duck dynasty folks reach out to you at all uh no they haven't they haven't oh they sold out they <laughs> <laughs> so this would have been something i think back in the day like whenever they were first starting mm-hmm. up before they got a and e rich I think they would have been calling you immediately, especially because the old man is a quarterback, beat Terry Bradshaw for yeah, a spot. Oh, they yeah. love the duck calls. I would assume that would be a perfect sponsorship for you. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is. Maybe maybe they maybe they know I'm a better duck caller than, <laughs> duck caller than them. I don't know. <laughs> what is the key to a good duck call? Um, Man, a, a lot of people ask me that question, and shoot, honestly, I don't know. I, I feel like it's just – it's just something some people some people can do and some people can't. I mean, there's a certain kind of cadence you gotta say into the into the call because I mean, you actually use a call. You don't just use your mouth. Actually, I got one right here. Are you? Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. All right. This this could be a little loud, but I'll just I'll just give a little Hold a little on. something. Let me turn it down. I don't want you to blow up my ears. Got it? All right. You you good? Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, what you just heard was a multi-time, multi-time, multi-time Alabama state champion duck hauler, Ducky Hodges. Do you have one of those around you at all times? Um, I mean, as many as I got, yeah. Yeah, I usually got somewhere in reach. So like a training camp this year, whenever it was found out that you were a duck caller, I assume this was every night people were making you do it? Um, so actually, actually, no, I had one in my bag waiting for, you know, someone to make me do it and never did. Um, we were, I was going to do it, you know, as like the rookie show or whatever. And we ended up not having it cause uh coach passed away. So, uh, there's, there's still a lot of people that have yet to kind of hear me, uh, on the duck call. So that's something that needs to, I probably need to do here soon for the team. Jeez. If I was on that team, I just want to let you know. I would have Googled as soon as you showed up. I would have found it. I would have like, Tom, you know, this motherfucker is a walking duck. Like, he actually sounds like a duck. That was uh, an incredible call. Now, granted, I have no idea what the competition looks like. I assume you could go win a uh, senior championship today if you had to in duck calling. Uh, Yeah, maybe so. Um, When I, when I was back home during that little month we had off uh, in between OTAs and uh, camp, there was actually a duck calling contest about – couple hours away from my house and uh, it's funny because like I didn't know about it until like two days before the contest I didn't ha- I actually didn't have my calls my buddy had all my calls because he was wanting to practice and all this and I was like hey meet meet me there and ended up winning it <laughs> so, so that, that was a nice thousand dollar payday and I said thanks for coming out you know we'll see y'all later <laughs> okay so paint the picture for me somebody who is from Pittsburgh born and raised not a lot of duck call contests happening around Pittsburgh. I don't know if our ducks are just dumb or not, but there's not a lot of contests <laughs> happening. So you get there and you stand up on like a stage and then there's just like three professional duck callers sitting down there judging you like a pageant or how does it work? Um, yeah, yeah. Kind of like that. So yeah, you, you got a stage and then um, I believe there's five judges and they're kind of, they're in the back. Like they can't see you. Oh, it's like um, the voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In a way, they're in the back, kind of behind a curtain, and uh, I think they do it. I think they like don't want the judges seeing them because like many judges know people that are calling and all that, and don't want to like rig the score up. So um, yeah, you're on the stage. You got 90 seconds to uh, do like your routine, and for the most part, I mean everyone's kind of doing like the same base thing. 
you know, people might mix it up slightly here and there. And then, I mean, yeah, you're, I hate to say it, but I mean, you're, you're, you're blowing for five judges in 90 seconds and whoever the best blow is, you'll get the job. <laughs> what an interesting thing to be like elite at. Like, you know what I mean? There's not a lot of people that are elite at things. He just happens to be an NFL quarterback and an elite blower into a goddamn duck call. I mean, that is, that's yes. absolutely incredible. All right, so let's talk about you playing football. You went to Samford. Was that the – that's in Alabama, right? Samford is in Alabama? Yeah, yeah, it is. Closest to home, that's why you went there, or did nobody really give you a peek? Um, actually, Sanford was probably my uh, smallest offer I had. You know, their FCS, I had a bunch of uh, like Sun Belt, Conference USA schools, um, committed to Southern Miss for a while, and then just ended up going to Sanford because, yeah, I mean, close to home was one reason. Um, I thought it was a place I could go play early, and uh, they, uh, they had just won a Southern Conference championship, and Southern Miss, I just went 0-12, so I, I want to go somewhere where I could, you know, win some football games and Went there, didn't have a clue about, you know, the Walter Payton Award or breaking Steve McNair's record. Didn't have any idea about any of that. Just went there and tried to ball out each and every week. And then four, four or five years later, you know, here, here I am. What were the – by the way, rest in peace, Steve McNair. Rest in peace, Steve. Let's have yeah. a moment of silence okay. for Steve McNair. Who broke? <laughs> Who was it? It was Doc. It was Doc. No. Oh, somebody broke. Rest, it was me. It was me. Rest in peace to Steve McNair. Uh, what about Walter? Legend. And Walter Payton. Sorry. Please, thank sorry you. the sweetness. Sorry. Uh, rest in peace to both of them. Um, whenever you were coming out, did you get invited to the combine? Um, Did not. Did not. So you break all these records at FCS school, and they just say, you know what? This guy, they call him Doc. He's got a great arm he can throw, but didn't play against any competition, so you kind of had to earn it through your pro day. Is that how it went? I mean, I, I guess so, uh, and it, it was definitely a... Uh, Are you a true rookie right now? Yeah. So this was just months ago. The, you weren't good yeah. enough to go to the Combine, is what the NFL scouts said. And then the yeah. Steelers, what, did they work you out, and then they just brought you in? Is that how it went down? Um, so the Steelers called me about 20 minutes after the draft and said, hey, you know, we're not, we don't want to sign you as a free agent, but we want to bring you in to the uh, rookie mini trial. And then, um, so I... I went there, but actually the weekend before the Steelers, I went to the Giants rookie minicamp, kind of kind of knowing that they weren't going to sign me. I mean, they had drafted Daniel Jones and they had already signed a free agent quarterback. But I wanted to get a get an idea of like what the minicamp would be like, and then um, went to the Steelers and they told me on Sunday, "Hey, hey, um, you know, we're going to sign you. We're going to keep you. We're going to keep you here for OTAs and, and take you to camp." What has it been like uh, adjusting to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, being fresh out of Alabama? Yinzers are a special breed. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's different. It's different, no doubt. Did you experience, I guess this is just coming out now, the Chargers players are not happy that the stadium played. Did they play Sticks Renegade going into the fourth quarter? Yes, they did, and then turn it off immediately. <laughs> <laughs> that place felt like a home game for you guys, I bet, though, right? Oh, yeah, I mean – I think I think that stadium sit like thirty thousand, and there was had to be at least twenty thousand Steelers fans. I mean, it, it was it was insane. I mean, we went on our cadence the whole time. Um, I think at times you know, I, I might have tried to had had to calm the crowd down because there was so many Steelers fans. <laughs> Those Chargers players got to be so uh. fucking pissed. So much. Uh, when Stick starts playing, do the beginning of it, please. 
Some yinzer who lives in LA is like, oh shit! I've been able to do this for so long. Get the terrible towel, honey. Chargers players are like, what the fuck is going on? Oh, what a moment for you, man. That is so cool. You got your first start on Sunday Night Football, primetime television. That is awesome. I mean, before the game, what was the thoughts going in? You're just calm, cool, and collected, huh? Yeah, uh, I definitely was. Um, I mean, it was definitely you know, knowing that Sunday night football. I knew there's going to be a lot of people, a lot of people watching. Um, I know there's a bunch of gatherings back home. Um, it was it was just awesome to be able to kind of put my city on the map and, and represent kind of where I'm from. And I mean, it, it was hell of hell of a time. I mean, great great first win, great first start. Yeah, how does the family feel about this whole thing? Because I've always said this, that when you see a rookie or you see somebody debut, it's not just their dream coming true, by the way. It's their family. It's their parents. It's their dad who has set aside so much time to train the person. Like, that is a lot of people's dream coming true. I assume a lot of people back in Alabama were losing their shit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, my parents actually ended up flying out to the game, so they were there. Um, my college roommate was there, and then one of my other best friends – um, I mean, yeah, they, they, they were losing their shit. I think my dad has texted me today like five times. Like, like dude, like that's the coolest thing a father can ever see. So, oh. uh, man, dude, so, so awesome. Really. I mean, what a, what a great time. Great experience. So much fun. Does your dad look awesome? Is your dad a legendary <laughs> character? Dude, my, my dad has got double sleeve tats, full, <laughs> full chest, full back. I mean, yeah, he's, he's, he's legendary. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. We interrupt this incredible conversation with Mr. Duck to let you know that if you're sleeping on a bed that isn't a Lisa mattress, you're doing it wrong. Lisa is the incredible mattress company that took the process that is terrible out and decided to go right to your doorstep with an incredible, most comfortable, delightful mattress available mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you might be thinking to yourself pat i'm not just gonna buy a mattress and hope that it shows up in a box at my doorstep and it's gonna be the most comfortable mattress i've ever slept on in my life and i will tell you this that is exactly what's gonna happen huh? <laughs> there's no longer you have to go to the mattress store and roll around in other people's sweat and other people's uh, hair uh, and the zitos with their shoes uh, off bouncing uh, around. Uh, then you got the used car salesman people uh, selling mattresses saying well is this one more cover we got springs out here <laughs> it's like i don't know if i'm comfortable or if i'm just trying to get out of here lisa said that process is of the past it is archaic is that an accurate statement? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah it is archaic Lisa did all the studying for you to find the best mattress because that's what they have is the absolute best mattress available. And they said, no longer are you going to have to go to a stupid mattress store to try these things out. We're going to ship them right to your door. And it's going to come in a box. And you're like, wait, my mattress is going to come in a box? That must be so inconvenient and quite a hassle. Wrong. It takes less than a minute and a half for us here yep. to unbox it and unpack it and it come to fully uh form mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they say under five minutes depending on who you are all you do is take the box to your room open the box cut off the plastic that's air compressing compress the bed mm -hmm. and then bang watch the most comfortable mattress you've ever slept on come to life in less than five minutes all of a sudden your mattress buying process has been made easy and all of a sudden, you're sleeping better than you've ever slept. And right now, if you go to lisa.com forward slash McAfee, that's L-E-E-S-A.com forward slash McAfee, M-C-A-F-E-E, -E, you get $200 off any mattress. Oh, wow. 200 bucks, by the way, is nothing. That's a lot of nothing bucks. Nothing to sneeze at. Nothing to sneeze at. That's a lot of bucks. That's a lot of bucks. Not a lot of ducks. Mm -hmm. Like old Duck Hodges. 
It's a lot of bucks, as in dollars, off of the best bet available. $200 off lisa.com forward slash McAfee. The bet is delicious. The bet is delightful. It's like sleeping on the clouds, and it just shows up at your doorstep. lisa.com forward slash McAfee. It's time to get a new mattress. It's time to invest in your rest. It's time to sleep on a Lisa mattress. lisa.com forward slash McAfee. Ladies and gentlemen, back to old Ducky Hodges. 15 to 20. Um, hell of an outing. Did you know going in the game plan was like, hey, James Conner's an absolute beast. Let's go ahead and feed him. Let's let this offensive line work and then let old Duck Hodges get loose if he has to. Is that kind of the game plan going in? You guys executed it perfectly. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, we we just knew with what with what they did, uh, James was going to be able to have a good night. We knew that uh, we were going to be able to run the ball good. Um, Melvin Ingram didn't play, so you know that, that helped the offensive line get a good push and um, – yeah, when when it was my turn to convert a third down or or get loose, um, you know, we 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 executed it. You wear that bandana that uh, it's like a Samurai. sleeve type thing. You got like a sleeve type thing. Is that kind of something you've always worn? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's something I've always always had on. Um, ever since college, I there's no really reason why I wear it. I just <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm I'm a big hat guy, so I guess I gotta have something on my head. So. Hey, that Hoover High School down there, whenever we were growing up, they had that high school show. Mm-hmm. What was it called? Two days. Two days. Two days. Two days. All them sons of bitches had that swoop haircut down there. <laughs> oh, yeah. How'd nah, you- that's not, not for me. Not for me. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's awesome. What town are you from in Alabama? Um, Kimberly. Where the hell is that? Like 20 minutes north of Birmingham. Nice, man. Good for Kimberly for creating a legend in Duck Hodges. <laughs> hey, The Room, we have some diehard Steelers fans. Do you mind if they ask you some questions? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Dixie. First off, I just want to say thank you for everything you've done and getting the win because I was taking a lot of shots at a lot of other teams yesterday before the game. <laughs> he was. And you saved me a lot of backlash. But other than yeah. that, you mentioned Southern Miss, and a lot of people are saying it. I'm saying it, that you're the next Brett Favre. Is there a quarterback that you looked up to while you were younger? Yeah, it it was actually him. Yep, uh, knew it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> knew it. <laughs> easy guess, easy guess. I mean, him being from Mississippi and and kind of just going out there being a gunslinger. I mean, yeah, definitely looked up to him. He now, granted, all day today he's been talking about you being Brett Favre, mm-hmm. and he's been spelling Brett with one T. <laughs> so Diggs has literally no that idea was, what he's talking about. That's a subtle shot at Brett. Just to promote Duck. Oh, got you. <laughs> got you. Frankie boy. Uh, in the world we live in today, Duck, there's a, there's a whole cancel thing going on where people look up old people's tweets oh, boy. and they try and find something. Yeah, what's this about shit them? about the Penguins, Duck? I almost, I, I almost I'm a die. I, listen, I'm from Pittsburgh. Don't like the Pirates because the Pirates stink. Crunks. Always have stunk. You're a Pittsburgh Steeler now. You'll learn this, that the Nutting family is just stealing from the city of Pittsburgh with that Pirate team. PNC Park is beautiful. It's a great place to get drunk and watch a game, but you're never going to cheer for the Pirates. The Pittsburgh Penguins, though, <laughs> Duck. The Pittsburgh Penguins, though, are sacred names around the city of Pittsburgh. And we seen it. I seen it with my own eyes. We duck. saw it. So I just wanted to say, here's here's a chance for you to go on record. Can you tell us what that tweet was about? What are you doing, Duck? All right. So my excuse, I was just young and dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think I think the first thing I tweeted last night after the game was, uh, I, I think I tweeted, I don't hate the penguins anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good move. Well, Great move. I saw someone, actually, Mikey from the uh, Freak Show in Pittsburgh, looked up the date of your tweet, and it was when the Penguins beat the Predators like 6 nothing. So were you a Preds fan? Yeah, I, I was. I was a Preds fan. I mean, they were the closest team 
to uh to, to my hometown and um yeah, when I when I came up here, you know, I had to had to switch over. <laughs> I respect that. Hey, I respect the fact that you're a hockey fan, though. I mean, that's yes, yeah. Ho- hockey hockey was the first sport I played. Really? What in position? Alabama? In, in Alabama, I swear. Was it ball hockey or was it ice hockey? It was it was ice hockey. It was ice hockey. Y'all motherfuckers <laughs> making ice hockey. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, believe it or not, ice hockey. Hey, Alabama's got a club team. Where, what were you? Uh, I think it was left wing. Really? Why? Why didn't you stick with it? Just there's not enough ice in Alabama. <laughs> yeah, not enough. Uh, decided to go do football, and uh, I think that was a good choice. Yeah, I think, so. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Not many kids from Alabama playing in the fucking NHL. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a. Uh, it's not a, a haven of hockey players mm. down there. Uh, Todd, you going? Hey, Duck. Uh, you seem like a guy that's probably good at everything you ever tried to do. If football wouldn't have worked out or continued after college. What would you be doing, or what would you like to have done? Oh man, that's that's a good question. I was actually, you know, week one I got cut and I was at home, kind of on, on my bender. <laughs> so uh, I, I don't know. I honestly probably probably get involved in some kind of duck hunting industry or something. Hell, I I don't know. <laughs> What's your, what was your major? Uh, sports administration. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Samford, the Harvard of Alabama. That's yeah. incredible. Uh, Zito, I'm sure you got something for Duck. Oh, uh, yeah. So basically, they call you up. What's that first uh, thought in your head to get in the game? Um, well, I was, so I was like, they called me back to be on P squad. And then um, I was actually practice at the squad game. for people that don't know. Yeah, P squad, practice squad. I was, I was at the game the first week, you know, or the, the game that Ben got hurt. But I actually, I actually had left at halftime because like I was in the process of moving like my stuff into my new apartment and whatnot. And I walked out of stadium and like checked on Twitter, and they're like, you know, Ben's out the rest of the game. Mason Rudolph is going in, and then I was just like, oh my gosh, like, like what, what happened? And then I like saw the video of him throwing and like holding his arm. I like, I was like, damn, like that, that don't look good. And then uh, yeah, they called me up the next day, said, hey, we're gonna bring up the fifty-three man, and then um, it it was. It was crazy, just cause. I mean, two weeks before that, I was I was at my house on the couch just chilling. So um, definitely, uh, definitely glad they called me up, and definitely glad I'm I'm where I'm at now. You get that first check, you're like, oh, the duck call. I can, <laughs> I can get a duck call for this thing. I can get a world champion duck call. Absolutely, absolutely, that's absolutely. A, it's incredible, Ty. Duck, uh, so just looking ahead at the the schedule for the rest of the season, you guys have uh, you know some some pretty tough teams in that division and everything. Who's one guy who you kind of just fear that you know about potentially getting smacked in the mouth <laughs> coming off the edge? Um, man, I, I, the the first person that comes to my mind is uh, Michael Pierce for the Ravens, and the only reason that is is because I played with him at Sanford, so he's a uh, he's like a refrigerator up front. I mean, he's huge and. Uh, he he's always I've always kind of practiced against him in college and he's a uh, he's definitely someone that I don't want falling on me so yeah that's that's the first guy that come, comes to my mind. Is there a lot of Sanford dudes in the NFL? Man, we got we got four or five. You got me, Michael Pierce for the Ravens. You got Jaquaski Tart, safety for the Forty ers You got Bradbury, defensive back for the Panthers, and then you got Nick Williams for Chicago Bears. So I think I think, <laughs> I think I think all five of us this week started so. Wow. There you go. Hey, good for Sanford. What is it? The Sanford what? Bulldogs. Oh, good mascot. Oh, that's oh, a great mascot. Powerhouse. Do you have a live dog out there, or is it just a guy in a costume? 
Um, God, a costume. Oh, come on. Oh, you can't do <laughs> that. Come on. You can't have five guys in the NFL and have some Come on. Unbelievable. I'll write a letter down there. Were, were a lot of people trying to talk shit to you this first week since it was your first start? Um, No, honestly not. Honestly not. No one no one said anything to me. Um, so I was kind of disappointed because I was wanting to kind of get chirpy back with them. But. <laughs> Are you a bit chirpy out there? Yeah. Uh, I, sometimes it can be. It, it just all depends. Ah, Philip Rivers is he, as well. He, he tried tossing Mike Hilton off the field. Rivers did last yeah. night. I respect yeah, that. I, I saw that. I saw that. That was that was intense. Tomlin <laughs> come up to you before you first start sitting in the locker room before you go out there. Yeah, I mean, he came up to me and just said, "Hey, um, you know," he said, "Let let your let your nuts hang and, and let's go." Let's <laughs> go. <laughs> I love Tomlin, nice. dude. Tomlin said the same thing to me before my pro day workout down in West Virginia. I fucking love it. Tomlin's the only reason why I got in the NFL. He put me through an entire workout. If he didn't do it, the scouts weren't going to come down. I mean, I love Mike Tomlin. That's why anytime people start bashing him in any uh, egregious fashion <laughs> or whatever, Tomlin, big words, I, I get upset about it. I love that. Well, guy. he doesn't live in his fears. so He doesn't live in his fears. Obviously. People, people are talking about trading him to the, Reds, the head coach. <laughs> people are talking about trading the head coach to the Redskins. What a death sentence that would be for Tomlin. <laughs> Tomlin doesn't deserve that. Uh, Foxy, uh, great question, I assume, coming. Similar question. I just wanted to know if Big Ben had anything to say. Oh, to there we go. Start. Um, I mean, ben, Ben's always kind of been uh, on my side, on my, always had my back. I think during camp, he told the media that he, he like really enjoyed watching me, and I was fearless. So he just told me to go out there and have fun, kid, and then just play ball. And I love it. Duck, I'm so happy for you, man. I have no idea what's going to happen for the rest of the season for the Pittsburgh Steelers and for you, but you will forever have that moment on Sunday Night Football where you led one of the most storied franchises in NFL history to a win on primetime television, your first ever start, representing the Sanford man in a mascot Bulldogs. And uh, <laughs> Oh, we got a shirt coming your way, too. Hey, have you seen the Duck Hodges shirt? Yeah, uh, your boy Blaine sent, sent me a picture. Pretty sweet. Hey, we're sending a bunch over. It's fucking, it's incredible. You literally, the best nickname I think I've ever heard in my entire, you're a human duck. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Hey, can we get that $1,000 call on the way out here that you won right before we get out there? Uh, Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see what we do. Can you give that call, the $1,000? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you want another one? Another one here? Yeah, hold on. Hey, let's act like it is the voice, like this duck contest. <laughs> We're sitting behind a curtain, and we are judging this strictly off of my Duck Dynasty knowledge. Blow for us. <laughs> he said it. Hey, blow for us, dog. <laughs> what is it? Is it? Hold on. Is it one to ten? Uh, it, it, it can be today. Yeah, it can be today. One to ten. What is it in the thing? Man, it's like I think like seventy to eighty something something high. So one fifty eight point three. Yeah, it's like the QBR. <laughs> it's like the QBR in there. Nobody knows what it means. All right, ladies and gentlemen from Samford, uh, undefeated starting NFL quarterback Devlin Duck Hodges. Oh! Oh shit! Oh! Did you see them ducks come flying in? <laughs> Those ducks just came flying on the pond right there. Uh, good luck with everything, man. I can't thank you enough for your time today. I hope you enjoy every moment of this, man. This has not happened to a lot of humans. I hope you know that. And uh, I can't thank you enough for joining us. Ladies and gentlemen, live from his apartment uh, with a jersey hung over. Whose jersey is that? Yeah, it's my roommate. From He, he played here in Pitt. So Who? Got his 
Uh, my boy Colton Lively, Pittsburgh. I don't know him. Tell him I said hello, though. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, a man who still has a roommate. That is that is what we just learned. Uh, Devlin Duck Hodges, you're the best. Thank you so much. Hey, you know what I didn't mention is in college, you, you, your boy punted a little in college. Oh. You were for the brand? I didn't know you were good for the brand like that. I mean, I, I do have some punts on record, so. <laughs> <laughs> were they all pooch kicks? What was that? Like, yeah, you were like, you lined up like seven yards behind? or No, I mean, I, I got I got 15 yards back and, and punted. What happened? Your guy got hurt? <laughs> so we, we had a guy um, from overseas uh, kind of, he came, he came in and whatnot, and um, he didn't, he didn't have a clue like about football. He just knew how to kick. Like he didn't know the rules or anything. Like he played <laughs> Aussie football, and so it took him like four or five weeks to learn the game. So during those four or five weeks, like I punted. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we need you to punt another week. This fucking guy hasn't figured it out. Yet. How'd you do? Um, terrible. Got <laughs> to snap though. That's all that matters. Uh, exactly, exactly. Oh, you're the best. Ladies and gentlemen, Devlin. <laughs> hey, that little thing you did, is that with your tongue or the call? Uh, no, that was with the call. That's like a that's like a, a little feeding call the duck does. So you just you kind of do it to make it sound like a bunch of ducks on the water feeding and getting Whoa. them out. Can you play harmonica? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Devlin. Have a good one, bro. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Big thanks to the duck. Ducky feels like the right nickname. But you could also see how in Alabama that's probably a bit like, oh, ducky. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like I learned a lot about the kid in there. I feel like I learned a lot about him in there, honestly. He was cool. He was calm. He was incredible on Sunday night. And he has a roommate, uh -huh. which means he didn't plan on being here for long. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And now he's potentially going to be in the league for a while as at least a backup because if you can showcase that you can win a game in the NFL and if you can make all the uh, passes on the P squad mm -hmm. to make your defense better, he's going to be in the NFL probably eight, ten years. Look for him to have a long career, especially with his competitive drive, how he seems to be a cool guy. The locker room probably loves him. And God damn it, you got duck calls. Let's keep that guy around. I've been saying it since he first came in. I, lo I looked him up and I said 15,000 yards in college. I mean, that's... That's nothing to sneeze at. How about him telling the offensive line, hey, you know we're going to sling it now. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> as awesome. soon as he gets in the game. 97% chance my first kid's name is Duck DeGilio. <laughs> <laughs> Double D. How can about we, that? Can we call him Ducky, though? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Until he's like 20. Old Uncle Pat. You know what I mean? The Duck Man. Hey, little Ducky, what's going on, guys? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. You got the size of your grandpa. <laughs> oh no Coach didn't deserve it Coach Diggs Did he change his name On Instagram No idea I think he changed his name On Instagram Searching it right now It showed up on my shit It's in the blood We change our names a lot <laughs> <laughs> The um I can't thank Duck enough For joining us We didn't have a guest scheduled Until we landed back here And uh I started talking to Diggs Who mm -hmm. wasn't with us in New York About the Steelers game And then Duck's name came up. I was like, fuck, you think that guy would come on the show? Turns out he's a fan of the show. Mm -hmm. So it's very nice of him to be, A, like our show, and B, to set, away or set aside time to join us. I feel like the Steelers legitimately are still in this thing. He's he incredible filling in last minute for anything. <laughs> Didn't even blink. Nope. Didn't even blink. I'm going in there. Let's sling it, boys. Yeah, whatever you guys like. You want me to FaceTime? I can do that for you. No problem at all. Shit, I don't even have Wi-Fi yet. 
<laughs> I can do that for you. I mean, the Steelers are very much still in play, though, in the AFC North. I mean, the Browns. The Browns. <laughs> <laughs> the Browns are in a bad spot. The Browns are in a bad spot. And I said this on Get Up, and I said this on uh, the live show. So I'll say this for a third time today. The dog pound had so many hopes and so many dreams and aspirations. And when Russell Wilson got that ball in the fourth quarter, we all knew what was going to happen, right? Russell Wilson, now granted with the assist of Cleveland Brown penalties, Mm -hmm. which has been a trait of the Cleveland Browns is to uh, have a bunch of penalties called on them, especially in crucial times like a game-winning drive potentially. We all knew Russell Wilson and Seattle Seahawks were going to go down there and score. We all knew it. Russell Wilson says all the cliche bullshit. He does all this. He's an MVP career, MVP season. And everybody thought this was going to be a Browns back, bounce back game. But as soon as we saw Russell Wilson get that ball, it doesn't matter how far the back they were, we knew he was just going to walk right down the field and score a touchdown. And when Baker got the ball on the other side, it almost feels like everybody knew he was just going to throw an interception. <laughs> <laughs> it, all, it almost felt like everybody was like, ah, they got no shot here. When Russell gets the ball, we're like, hmm. Left him too much time. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes gets the ball there. You're like, hmm, left him too much time. The Lions did that to him. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady, same thing. Drew Brees, same thing. I would even say Jacoby Brissett, <laughs> same thing. Deshaun Watson, I think, is probably getting into that rarefied air. And when Russell Wilson got it, we're like, yep, he's going to do it. And then when Baker got it, nobody knew. Nobody knew what was going to happen. That was that Baker's fault, the offense's fault. I don't think Dog Pound gives a fuck whose fault it is. They just knew that, god damn it, we were supposed to win this game and we just couldn't do it. Whose fault would you say it is, Nick? No, I'm not going to. Like I said, it's Freddie oh. Kitchens. I agree. Well, I, why wouldn't you say that, Nick? What is you? When I go on record and publicly bury someone or something, there's this incredible ability for them to just <laughs> stuff it in my face and go on this uh, just everlasting run of greatness. So I'm Who? just gonna uh, the Washington Capitals. It's been happening to me for a while now. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tone it back a little bit. Huh, I'm just gonna let this play out. We'll see what happens. You know what he did? He smoked the weed that I gave him <laughs> the other night. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got my car, my truck. Thankfully. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm, rest mm-hmm. in peace to my mm-hmm. F-150, by the way. Also yours, Todd. Rest in peace to your mm-hmm, F-150. Thanks. And also the car that Nick had to jump across the street. <laughs> rest in peace to those three cars. <laughs> but my truck was stuck in the middle of a highway during rush hour. Uh-huh. And I literally only had like 35 minutes until something I had to do next. So I couldn't just sit there and wait for these tow companies. Because in Indiana, by the way, people just leave their cars on the uh-huh. side of the road. They're there for weeks at a time. I mean, right. if your car gets broken down on the side of the road, whether it's stolen, a drug car, or somebody's personal car, that some bitch is staying there for at least a month. I mean, I've seen it. I've seen it with my own eyes. You're lucky if it's on the side of the road too. Sometimes it's just in the middle of the road. They do that in Indiana. It, it's there's no emissions test here, so everything just they, you literally drive that fucker till it's dead here in Indiana. And then once it's dead, you're like, well, somebody will clean that fucker up. We're gonna go to a new car. And what happens is nobody cleans that fucker up, and the cars are just sitting there for months at a time. That that really happens, and it's a it's almost impressive at this mm-hmm. point with Indiana. My truck was going to be one of those cars. It was literally stuck in the middle of the thing. Nick had to come pick me up. And I was like, Nick, listen, I don't have time for this, especially with my schedule. If you can get this truck back to my house in the next 24 hours, I'll give you a thousand bucks. I didn't think it was possible, especially in Indiana. I'm not sure there's even tow trucks out here. I, I don't even know what happens. He's like, oh, no problem. When was the last time you put oil in that thing? I'm like, three years ago, probably. Like, no problem. We'll just put oil in the truck. That thing will start right back up. We'll be off and running. Turns out that was not the case. Yeah, no, I thought about it. I was like, you know, I think it's more serious. It was. I was pushing the gas down, by the way. I was in the middle of the highway driving 60 miles an hour Mm -hmm. and then just started. The gas is all the way down and just stopped answering. Just stopped answering the call. (laughs) Just stopped answering the call. And I'm like, wait a fucking minute now. 
And that thing goes from 55. It was almost like our pilot today, just taking that some bitch from 30,000 feet to 10,000 feet. That's what my car did from 55 miles an hour down to 20 miles an hour in the middle of traffic. And I'm in the middle lane. Okay. So this is what we like to call nightmare situation. So I'm pushing down the gas. It's just not doing it. I'm like, oh boy. So I put it in manual. I'm like, all right, I'll, I'm going to fucking jump this bitch into like mm. second gear, third gear. Strong like move. Yeah, I'm going to do something, right? Nothing. It's just not even answering. I put it in neutral, nothing. I put it back in the drive, nothing. I like take it out and blow on it. It's <laughs> <laughs> basically what I did, putting it in neutral, and it's just not answering, right? So I have to put my turn signal on, and I put my arm out the window. Good move. Who's your hospitality? <laughs> Where was it? People are just boom, boom, <laughs> on a rush hour on a Friday. Boom, blowing by me. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 we're in a bad spot. The truck behind me starts to realize how bad of a spot I'm in. I think he realizes that this guy is not just flying and then doing nothing for no reason, right? So he starts even putting the nose of his truck in the left lane so I can get over and get in the median. Somebody almost takes him out. So I'm like watching. I'm like, oh, shit. So I, 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 I swerve back into the middle lane. Now I'm down to 12 miles an hour. And in Indiana, there's not a lot of hills. So I don't have a lot of momentum going. And I am in a spot where I there's not a median yet. So I still have to drift probably like a quarter mile. So I'm going like 10 miles an hour. And I just pull that some bitch right in front of a smart car. I'm like, hit me. You know what I mean? Just <laughs> <laughs> fucking do it. And I feel so bad that I just judge them because they're so small. And I rolled that thing. And it literally hit zero miles an hour as my tail end got off the highway. Oh, nice. Horns flying, middle fingers <laughs> flying. I'm like, what do you want me to fight? Obviously, it doesn't fucking work. Like, what do you want? So I just stop there, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, here I am. I'm that guy. I'm the guy that we've made fun of forever, <laughs> and I have 25 minutes, and do I have to go do something? So I call Nick. Nick's a gentleman, comes, picks me up. I told him the whole thing. He has to call, what, four tow truck companies? Yeah, at least. And, you know, I, I offered to help. It wasn't about the money. It was about helping out a friend in need. I, I tried to refuse the money numerous times. But it wasn't about the money. I gave you the money. And then in there, as a good gentleman, when he got the truck back, I gave him a little cone that mm-hmm. I had stuffed from the house. Mm-hmm. Nick goes home, takes the money, forced him to take the money, goes home. He brought home in like six hours, by the way. It was unbelievable. I, I don't know how you do it. In Indiana, there's no excuse. He, he called three different tow truck companies. It should have been an hour, but the first tow truck company didn't answer. The second one played this game of tag where three to four hours later, and I should have expected this from a tow truck company, but I didn't. I was naive. Scumbags. I was like, no, no, 45 minutes, they told me, yeah, that, that's going to happen. Three hours later, oh, yeah, uh, our guy got pulled into a state police issue thing. Uh, we can send somebody else or we can refund you. A bunch of Todd's took them. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, well, what's the ETA? He's like, probably like two hours. I was like, no, nope, just give me the money back, man. I'll call someone else. So he calls the third tow truck company. Mm-hmm. He texts me. He's like, oh, this guy's like the Zito of tow truck drivers. <laughs> I'm like, I think Zito is a tow truck driver. <laughs> well, I'm surprised you guys didn't call me. I'm a reward member. For a certain company that I get free rides. Well, I mean, trucks. It, you were around when the call was made to me, so you could have brought I, that I up. I never knew. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. That's that's I saw the text and I, I did the 40. Listen, when I said we all do. All of Indianapolis knew that my truck was broken down. <laughs> all of Indianapolis oh, knew. Yeah. I got out of my truck to get into Nick's car mm-hmm. and I like, took a couple pictures, you know, just to rest in peace, sweet prince. Yeah, yeah. Like, we had a good run. I didn't oh, treat yeah. you great, I guess, apparently. I didn't do enough. TLC on you I, to keep you moving longer than you should have, I guess. Probably should change the oil at least once. I mean, yeah. Hindsight's always 50. Lesson learned. Yeah, old Carolina Panthers quarterback said that. <laughs> Rest in peace. But I was out for probably 25 seconds taking pictures. 
There were like six tweets. It was like, Pat, are you dead out there? <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. Are you dead out there? I'm like, man, you people are so nice. I, and I was getting, I was getting pictures from people driving down the highway later. Yeah. They're like, yeah, still out there. I'm like, well, you should see Frank too. That's something. <laughs> Shout out Last Chance Wrecking. Uh, if you get stuck and you need towed, call them because they came in half the time and charged us half the amount. Hey, nice. they got rid of my car too. Did they really? Yeah, they fucking you know bent me over a barrel and really <laughs> did me in. But yeah, they got so, rid of it for showed me. Showed you the fifty states. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> We interrupt this conversation about the NFL Sunday to let you know that a recent Gallup survey shows Americans worry more about burglary than almost any other crime. It's true. More than mugging? Mm-hmm. More than terrorism? Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. How about car theft and murder? Yeah. No way. Mm-hmm. Really? Yep. The Gallup survey says Americans worry more about burglary than all of those things. And according to studies, just over 10% of break-ins are planned beforehand. The rest are just spur of the moment. Crimes of opportunity. In other words... Random. Oh. <laughs> Did you know most break-ins happen between 6 a.m. and 6 p.m.? Huh. Daylight? A lot, of, a lot of fun facts coming to you about burglarizing of your home. <laughs> in the middle of the day, these things can happen. And according to the FBI, the average loss in a burglary is over $2,000. That can be hard to recover from, bro. It's a lot of bucks. It's a lot of dollars. Doll hairs. Mm-hmm. There are over 2 million burglaries reported every year. That's one every 13 seconds. I could do the dramatic 13-second wait to let you know that two people had just been burglarized in that particular time period, but you already get it. And right now, they're saying that one in five homes have home security. That is not enough, especially when our friends at Simply Safe make it affordable, hassle-free, and incredibly convenient. Simply Safe protects your whole home, every window, room, and door with 24-7 monitoring for just a fraction of the cost. Their police dispatch is up to 3.5 times faster because they use video verification. There's no contract, hidden fees, or fine print. It's designed to blend right into your home. No wires, no drilling. It's easy to order and easy to set up. Simply Safe has won a ton of awards from CNET to the New York Times Wirecutter. Prices are always fair and honest. Around-the-clock monitoring is just $15 a month. Zito, we have Simply Safe in this office. Yep. In my house. Oh, yeah. And the pub. Oh, yeah. Diggs's house. Yep. Oh, yeah. And I believe Todd's house. Mm-hmm. So safe. What were we doing before we got Simply Safe and all these things? We were worried. We Scared. were worried. We were dumb. Oh, yeah. And the reason why people don't get home security is because of how incredibly intrusive the entire process is. You got random people coughing inside of your house. <laughs> you got people walking in, drilling into your walls. You got a lot of shit going on. And with Simply Safe, there's no wires, no drilling, no nothing. And it's only 15 bucks a month. And there's cameras everywhere for you. Easiest setup ever. Yeah, it really is. Right now, you visit simplysafe.com slash McAfee. Zito's set it up. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. Exactly. In under five minutes. SimplySafe.com slash McAfee. You'll get free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. You've got nothing to lose. Go now and be sure you go to SimplySafe.com slash McAfee so they know that this show sent you and can continue to invest in our show. That's SimplySafe.com slash McAfee. S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E dot com slash McAfee. Sleep a little more comfortable. And leave your house during the day with a little bit more ease. Knowing that Simply Safe and their video verification security has your back all damn day. Back to the show. Took me six hours to get towed. Six hours. That's That's nice. And I broke down in the hood. And I, people hate you in the hood when your car can't move. Oh, they, don't, yeah. they just don't get it. And they just want to like, 
pulls up next to me and starts screaming at me. And I'm like, finally, I'd had it at that point. Because I've been there like 45 minutes with this going on. So I rolled down my window and I was like, what do you want me to do? It's broke down. It's not moving, you fucking idiot. <laughs> and he gave me the finger gun. He goes, I'll be back. And I was like, great. Fucking murder me. It's going to help everything. Truck died. And Todd yeah. died in the same day. Rest in peace. <laughs> what happened to yours? I said it was a starter. Same thing as me, though? Because you know what? Mine has the, uh, where it shuts itself off at a stoplight, and it restarts itself, and you hit the gas to save gas, allegedly. <laughs> so <laughs> when it shut itself off, my starter went out, and it couldn't restart. You know, I would have thought by now, Dodge would have reached out to me, too. Mm. The oh. amount of found on-road dead. <laughs> you would think so. All that shit I tweeted. I honestly thought so. I've liked my truck. I've literally just driven that thing into the ground, I think. so. Good truck. It is a good truck. Good yeah. truck. And yeah. now we're, gonna, we're raffling it off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are not. <laughs> but I did have a problem. I don't have any of the cars at work. <laughs> so you like ten cars in your driveway. <laughs> none of them work. See, I could get the car. I just don't have any that work. Yeah, the tow truck driver when he dropped, he's like, "Oh, these are some nice cars." So he's looking at the Shelby's. Oh, look at this thing. Like, yeah, it doesn't work. <laughs> doesn't work. That one right there doesn't work. That one that works, but that's his fiance's. <laughs> That was a real thing this weekend. I had to be a fucking like handyman. Sam and I were jumping all the cars to see which ones would work. <laughs> Turns out a couple of them some bitches dead for good. I think. <laughs> yeah, whatever you gave me in that cone uh, was, dare I say, life altering. Yeah, it feels like you took a little DMT almost. Experience. Was, yeah, I went in deep, a little too deep. Uh, we did the Gary Goldman thing on Heartland Radio, the Great Depression. I saw the Joker this weekend. There were a lot of thoughts buzzing oh, around that head. Oh, and you were with that interstellar weed. Yeah. You're just all beside yourself in another dimension, man. Hey, dude, he, he came to me with a very straight face, aside from everybody. And he was like, what did you put in that thing? <laughs> I was like, what, you think I drugged you, dude? <laughs> just weed. So I was questioning everything about myself. <laughs> I'm like, Nick, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, Sam and I smoke like a fucking ounce of that. <laughs> <laughs> You're in a tough spot, huh? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I was just, it was just uh, really, really introspective. <laughs> well, then today he shows up. Uh, just... What's he look like? He looks like he's a 70-year-old man. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> he's got these gray sweatpants on with his sweatshirt these on. Are, these are $70 Adidas athletic leisure pants. Sure. Okay? Yeah, they're gray, though. <laughs> so they're just gray sweats. The only, <laughs> thing, <laughs> the only thing you were missing were the old leather moccasins. <laughs> With the sweat. And like the like a piss stain on the front of them. <laughs> I just came out of the bathroom. I was working out. No, you didn't have that, I said. Uh, well. when, I, when I saw you when I got back here today, I was like, is everything fucking all right with Nick, man? Somebody needs to check on that guy. Mondays, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Were you the one that told me that? That like on Monday, we're in three different states, obviously, every single Monday. We obviously start in New York, mm -hmm. and then we're in New Jersey, and then we're in Indianapolis. I forgot it was Monday. It's Monday right now, yeah. currently. What? Yeah, I never see <laughs> But everybody hates Monday. Like, Mondays are the worst day of all time. And for us, it's literally just a marathon. Monday is, we have three Mondays a week. That's what I've learned. Yeah. There's three Mondays a week. Monday's a Monday, Wednesday's a Monday, and Sunday's a Monday. And that's just life. And we're just battling death every Monday. <laughs> fucking pilot we had. Oh, Ty. Ty is not happy with the pilot we had. Ty and my lady got a bit motion sickness today on the way uh, home. Ty actually decided to try to fall asleep instead of puking and shitting all cool. over the plane is what he said. Mm -hmm. We dropped, I think we dropped 2,000 feet on, on takeoff. We dropped, we took off. So you go, 
and you have like that calm mm-hmm. kind of like rise and then everything kind of gets quiet whenever you get off the ground. And there's always that moment like, well, are we going to fucking make it or not? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> are we going to make it or not? And then once you get like above 5,000 feet, you're like, okay, we're good. This pilot we've been having, this guy goes from zero feet to 10,000 feet as fast as possible. He wants us to get the internet, I think. And he's yeah. a good guy. He sends that some bitch, I think, straight up. And then, <laughs> and then for something happened where he, that thing straightened out and it went, it like dropped a little bit and then straight back up. <laughs> and you might as well put us on like the fucking magic carpet ride at the things where it's just swinging back and forth. Uh, our guts are just up in our, in our throats and then back down and then up and down. And I look around at Ty and Ty goes, this fucking pilot. <laughs> well, it's like, so we, we've been flying quite a bit over the last six weeks. Like we are on six planes a week. Exactly. And, uh, which for, is insane to think about, by the way, yeah, we're it's on not six planes a week. For whatever reason, this fucking joker is the only guy who seemingly doesn't know how to fly a fucking plane. It's un it's unreal. And then when we when we land, you know, he always does like the hey, it's a great flying, you guys. It's like, dude, you suck at flying planes, all right? Like, thank you for getting us down and thank you that we're not dead. But like we're flying private here. I thought this was supposed to be like a relaxing, like, I mean, you're paying good money for this. This son of a bitch is acting like we're in like a, the fucking Blue Angels. I mean, and not to mention today we're flying. All of a sudden it was like, what the fuck is that smell? You guys smell that guy got a, I think a party sub from Subway. Didn't get any meat on it. Just got bread and onions. Flight just smelled like onions the entire way home. And then not to mention, you know, every once in a while, just to keep you on your to- on your toes, he'll he'll drop eight thousand feet in elevation when no one's expecting it. It's joyous. It's great. Not, and and I'm not so sure that he wasn't just fucking rummaging through that snack drawer because when we got on the way to go back, guess what? There are no snacks that we like in there either. Did he leave you any booze this time? Well, yeah, I mean, there was plenty of booze in there, but like I said, I was so fucking sick that it was, I mean, all you can do is just put your head in between your legs and hope that you don't either, you fall asleep before the plane goes down and you die, or, you know, you fall asleep so that you, you don't puke over everyone. Uh, uh, that was good. Needless to say, we will not be seeing that guy ever again. <laughs> I crumpled up his business card and flew, threw it away as soon as we landed in Indianapolis. Other than that, though, good guy. Good guy. <laughs> yeah. I do think he's a good guy. Great guy. I, I think he has a great attitude. But boy, man. <laughs> the sandwich was a wild move. Well, fly. <laughs> Dude, so Sam and Ty are literally about to puke. Like, Sam and Ty are about to puke, and they're just kind of getting back to it. And then all of a sudden, we hear this fucking crinkling up in the front, and it's this <laughs> sub... And the entire place just starts reeking of onions. I'm like, oh, my God, is that me from sweat? Like, I thought it was me. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I got to smell me or whatever. And I'm like, I don't know. Then you looked at me. And I was like, see? <laughs> <laughs> I looked right back at you. I was like, what are you baking back there? <laughs> and, then, and then Foxy goes, Foxy just starts giggling and shaking his fucking head. And he just points this way. And I look up, and there's just a fucking sandwich being housed. And the entire plane is now engulfed with this onion <laughs> smell. It was insanity. It was insanity. Well, Foxy was laughing because last week it was him who brought the sub full of onions on the plane. <laughs> oh, play. he got fucking mowed down, too. <laughs> Foxy did not feel good. Foxy felt terrible. I know he did. I did, actually. Because I actually, and this is a real thing, like, flying commercially, if you take a sandwich onto the plane with onions, you should be allowed to be executed on the plane. <laughs> Yeah. 
That's a real thing. A lot of people would agree with you. I've accidentally got like a quarter pounder with cheese where they had onions on it. Mm-hmm. And we're rushing to get on the plane. And I'm like, fuck, got to eat this outside because I don't want to bring it into the air that is just being circulated. It's courteous. It is. Yeah. Just having a little bit of courtesy. <laughs> this sandwich, it felt like they were just shoving it in the vent <laughs> and going down. And this is while they were sick. So they're trying to get a breath of fresh air. It <laughs> <laughs> was the best. It was awesome. Yeah, I'm done with it. I'll smack that guy's taste out of his mouth if he if we get back there. If when if when we leave today, that guy is sitting on the tarmac smiling at me. I will smack the taste out of his mouth. <laughs> lovely guy outside of that, though. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, it's a lovely city. I mean, outside of that, he's a great guy. You know, you just can't can't fucking fly a plane with a shit. You know, I mean, I think I'm a fucking more uh, experienced pilot than that son of a bitch is. <laughs> Oh man, Dallas Cowboys are bad at football. It's unbelievable too. It feels like Jerry Jones does not care that Jason Garrett just looks terrible. Ah, so happy you're on that. Jerry Jones has lost his edge. Jerry Jones is a man who is a complete savage negotiator. He's a ruthless competitor, and now he is just completely okay with mediocrity. And that mediocrity is spelled J A S O N. Garrett. <laughs> Couldn't tell if there's double R or double T in there. Jason Garrett, probably a really good guy whenever it comes to like human sure, great interaction. Guy. Probably a great guy. Like Went to Alberta, Princeton. Looks like a nice guy. Like Alberta. Princeton makes me hate him a little bit. Yeah, I knew it would. <laughs> well, he doesn't have a soul. Uh, he uh, does have red hair. Yes, that is correct. But just like Alberta Riveron. Alberta Riveron stinks at his job, but I assume as a human, he's probably a good guy. And, and listen to at NFL officiating videos. He looks like he's a guy who drinks 400 to 500 beers <laughs> a week. He looks like he's a good time. He's probably hammered while he's doing the overturning calls. Which, by, by the way, maybe we suggest he is hammered while doing it. It might clear some things up for him. He's just terrible at his job, and the refs have been bad, beyond bad this year. And we've gone viral seven times chewing out Alberta Riveron. At some point, the clicks won't keep coming. <laughs> But the bad refs are moving the needle right now. I mean, we've been on this, just like we were on Jim Kong before everybody mm-hmm. else started talking about Kim Jong-un. We were on these refs early. I feel like very early we were on these refs, the hate. And now, like, Mike Greenberg is a Hall of Fame mind in this whole thing. And he's even like, come on, guys. Like, this guy. He almost said it. I wish he would just said, this guy stinks. But he, Mike Greenberg would have said it in a much more eloquent fashion. But everybody's coming around to that. So I assume Alberto Riveron's a good guy. He just stinks at his job. Very bad at his job. Goodell has to fire him. At some point, the mounting pressure will come down on Roger Goodell, and he'll just have to be like, fine, you got it. Everybody likes me now. He's fired. The next guy is going to come into a bad spot. I don't know how they don't bring Ed Hockey Lee in out of retirement. Mm-hmm. Just pay him whatever the fuck he wants and get that big bicep son of a bitch in there to review some <laughs> shit. Yeah. And that's all you need him to do. Ed Hockey Lee is a, when I say this, I mean it. He is a field general. He's a commander. He commands respect. He's intelligent. He knows the game. He was the head of the NFL refs union, so he knows negotiation. He just, that would be the answer. Let's just take it easy. I don't know if Ed Hockey Lee wants a job. Build too, him a gym. He's too busy making billions of dollars winning court cases. That's what I'm saying, though. But that is a guy that the NFL needs, and you can cut a check to a guy to save your league whenever the refs are obviously trying to ruin it. It just mm-hmm. feels like that's what the refs are doing. So Alberto Riveron, personally, sure, probably a good guy, but he stinks at his job. If I stunk at my job as bad as he did, I would be getting canned instead of promoted everywhere I'm going. He should be canned. That's just the way. It's, he's just not good at his job. The NFL is the top. Same thing with Jason Garrett. The NFL, especially the Dallas Cowboys, are just this. It's a premier job. You're on national television all the time, a spotlighted position. 
And he's just the most mediocre guy I've ever seen in my entire life. And his record is the exact same. And that team is just... That wasn't good. Well, let me wet my whistle. At some point, that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, he has to fire the guy. But not only him and Steven are both saying, no, we're not even thinking about it. It's like, well, then are you even... Are you even the Jones family anymore then, if that's the case? If you're just going to accept this garbage that's going on in the field, whenever in close games, they're going to lose. It'll probably be close games, but your team doesn't have any grit or respect for your head coach. It won't give him a high five when he comes on the field. I mean, at what point do you got to fire him? By the way, it was hilarious when you said that the only people that think that he's doing a good job good job is Marvin Lewis and Jerry Jones. <laughs> that, that tickled me right where I needed yeah, it. Yeah, I, I thought of you while I was there. <laughs> <laughs> thought of you while well, I was there. But sick. like the joke about the Cowboys for literally the past 10 years is 8-8. Eight 8-8 eight. Eight eight every, every year. 8-8. Eight 8-8. Eight eight. Eight eight. National TV every week. Yep. National TV every week. Going to win one. Going to lose one. The no dap thing was – I that was very troubling. If I'm a Cowboys fan, I see the players running off. They're like, I'm not fucking touching that guy's hand. Yeah, and they'll say, well, you didn't see you. And they, mm. they won't make – they'll say like, oh, this is all ancillary garbage or whatever. That, that says a lot more than anything happening on the field. I, I just want that to be known. Because that is a glimpse inside the behind the closed doors what everybody thinks. Dapgate 2.0. <clears throat> Well, this would be handshake gate because it's a white guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not like sense. it's like a Bengals situation where Mike Brown's just too cheap to fire a coach because he doesn't yeah, want to yeah. hire and pay another one. Like, Jerry's got boatloads of money. So it makes no sense to not can him. It makes no sense to me. I, I just don't I don't see what Jerry Jones is seeing. Is he seeing the same things that we're seeing while we're seeing him? I, I mean, we're forced to see him every fucking week. Garrett's he, got something on him. Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought about Marvin Lewis, right? Yeah, for sure. Thought he had something yeah. on the Brown family. I don't know. Jerry Jones seems like one of those guys that uh, if you got something on him, you just disappear. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, I never those pictures came out of Jerry a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah. He just skated right through it. Everyone's like, yep, that's Jerry Jones. So what? <laughs> <laughs> Jerry is an incredible businessman. By all accounts, an incredible businessman. Jerry Jones built an incredible franchise. America's team. Jerry Jones is the reason they're on national TV every single week. And somehow, in the last 10 years, Jerry Jones has lost his way. And we're just asking if Jerry Jones is ever going to find it because we are forced to watch his team play. And I would like to see an inspired team. I would like to see a talented team. I would like to see a team that has an identity. I would just like to see something that resembles a good football team every single week because I'm forced to watch them. Zeke hasn't had a Zeke game yet this entire season. Mm -hmm. Ran for 100 yards yesterday. Yeah, but not like he hasn't had like Zeke seasons past. He'd go off for like one of those games where he goes for like 190, 200 and has like a 60 yard run. And, and you like see the highlights run. of him doing the feed me. Yeah, thing. he said like he had 100, but it was like there was no big plays for him. Setting the tone, providing they, pace. They did well in a lot of their losses. I mean, aside from yesterday. Down by three touchdowns. Yeah, and they wouldn't yeah. give him a fucking ball. I mean, yesterday's the first time they really started feeding him. The last game they lost, he only got the ball four times mm-hmm. or five times in the second half. It's like, come on, feed the guys. You just paid $90 million to at least. I mean, mm-hmm. that would make sense. Mm-hmm. Nothing makes sense in Dallas. Maybe they'll turn it around. I don't know. That NFC stinks. I think the Chiefs, by the way, the blueprint to beat them is out. Oh, yeah. And is Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes... Tyreek Hill is back, by the way, and they still lost to a Houston Texans team that did not play perfect. We're talking about drop balls, turnovers in the red zone, missed extra points, things like that, and Houston Texans were still able to get a win in Kansas City on the road in the home of the 
We interrupt this conversation <laughs> for a reading by Zito. Thank you, Pat. <sighs> He's already out of breath. You guys can make... Oh, never mind. Previous notes? Nope. False start. <laughs> <laughs> you look like the bronze. <laughs> <laughs> the Action Network has been the best sport betting analyst... They're just bullet points. <laughs> <laughs> Their analysts make picks, which are great if you just want to tail someone. But more importantly, they tell you how they're thinking about each game and which data points are important. Maybe you should explain what, what, this, what are you talking what about? I'm reading word for word right now. Yeah, but I think it probably tells you at the beginning to kind of summarize or put in your own words. Here's some thinking points. What company is this for? Oh, Action Network. <laughs> There we go. Oh, right. So it's a gambling <laughs> app yes. that you don't gamble on, actually. You just invest in your brain. Is that accurate? Yes. I'll read the first line for you guys. You guys can make up your own read. Here are the only notes I was given. <laughs> <laughs> and here we go. <laughs> now, I will say this. The Action Network has been a stalwart on this yeah. uh, podcast. Mm -hmm. Absolutely amazing. And with our new uh, business ventures with Westwood One being a part of our podcast, this is one of the only companies that Zito is allowed to work for. <laughs> that might change. Oh, we no. are not 100% sure, but the Action Network is your one-stop shop for all the information you need to be a better gambler because... Oh, let me go on here. We go to the Action Network to get real insight from driven data. Data-driven. Data-driven, actually. I messed up words up. Driven <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> data. Oh, that's a hard one. Contrarian sport betters. Mm -hmm. Contrarian? Contrarians. Yep. I said it wrong? No, oh, yeah. really <laughs> no, I said it right. Yeah, you did. How'd you say it? I forgot. He's being and contrarian right now. <laughs> I don't like how you said that. Well, that's how the word said. Oh, okay. And learn how they operate. <laughs> Start tracking all your bets in one place and never lose track of your record. Your record. Get real-time odds and lines. Start betting with data and expert analysis. Mm -hmm. Bet with your friends and track their picks. Join Green Dot City. Now explain to people what Green Dot City is. It's when you get good bets. So when you place your bets with wherever you place your bets, whether it's FanDuel, which is where we would recommend, mm -hmm. uh, or your bookie or whatever it is, wherever oh, yeah. you place your bets, you insert them immediately into the Action Network. They will keep track of them. They will let you know if you're winning, if you're losing. If it's a green dot, you're in a good spot. Red spot, a red dot, you're currently in a bad spot. Live in Green Dot City by learning about why you're gambling on what through the Action Network with all the incredible information you need to know. I won't call the action, but I have a link for you. HTTP, HTTP, <laughs> semicolon, backslash, backslash. Are you sure it's not forward slash? Oh, it is forward. Let me start again. HTTP, semicolon. No, I think it's a full colon, right? Mm -hmm. I never knew the difference. Oh, there's a, <laughs> on the bottom, it's like a colon with a hook is the semicolon. <laughs> it's the eyes for a smiley face. Sideways. Yeah. So that's the full semi? Yeah. No, that's the, the full, full colon. colon. There's no full semi. <laughs> yeah, there's trucks. HTTP <laughs> colon <laughs> forward slash forward slash get action dot app. Another forward slash pet. Attaboy Zito. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, that might have been the last one. <laughs> that was that tough. Been a, that I, was I do enjoy this app. 
Well, Dig sends me all the information from this app right before I go on air yep. for Thursday Night Football, to be honest with mm-hmm. you. They track everything. Where the sharp money's going, the people that make a living off of sports gambling, they tell you where that money is. Where the public money is, why you should think about something, the trends. Mm-hmm. Literally, it's a one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. They got very smart people on there telling you things. And also, it's a great way to track your bets because sometimes when you place a bet, you forget exactly what you got it at. They'll mm-hmm. let you know and live in Green Dot City with our friends at the Action Network. HTTP, that's colon forward slash forward slash get action dot app forward slash pat p-a-t that was tough bro sorry that, that's out of my element there if there's not enough words i'm a reader you know that oh you want more words i just don't know if it's your fault or your education system <laughs> just completely failed you chicago is a good place for education. <laughs> let's get back to the show oh by the way speaking of chicago Kyle Long going on IR. Mm-hmm. Zips out. Couldn't People's- hold that dick no more. Zito. <laughs> Jeez. Back to the show. I like Kyle Long, by the way. I hope he gets healthy. Yep, me too. Something to think about, too, by the way. Week six, week seven, week eight, week nine, week ten of the NFL season. You're too far into the season where you can't see the beginning, and you're not far enough along where you see the end. There's a little bit of a mental hurdle that happens with some players where in the middle there, it's kind of hard to just keep showing up because you're, you're deep in the meat, but you're not all the way out yet. So there's a little bit of a mental hurdle that has to happen. A lot of rookies go through it. They hit a rookie wall like week seven, week eight. Look for that to happen potentially because then whenever like week 11 comes around, week 12, you're like, okay, there's a finish line. It's like mm-hmm. when you're in the middle of a deep-ass tunnel mm-hmm. and you can't look back. There's nothing there and you don't see light yet at the end of the tunnel and you get a little bit closer. You're like, oh, shit, there it is. We can get out right there. That's kind of what happens in the NFL season with how long it is. That might be happening for teams right now too, maybe losing inspiration. But this is Andy Reid's season. This is when his teams are supposed to be I know. dominant. This Maybe is- he finally learned. Maybe he's saving it. Maybe he's saving plays for later in the year. Right. No, not Andy. <laughs> Andy ha- doesn't have that ability in he, him. What if Andy Reid busted through that locker room yesterday after the game like Kool-Aid, man? said, so don't worry about it, boys. We still got week 12 through 16 or 17 where we got plays on deck. <laughs> we didn't spend them all like we have in the past. It didn't get us to the Super Bowl last year. We had a great team. This year, we're doing things differently. What if Andy Reid is old rope-a-dope? That's like saying Andy's not going up to the buffet for thirds and fourths. Whoa, <laughs> come on, Tom. Zito, are you serious with this? That's guy? outrageous. Take you? it back. Their defense stinks, too. <laughs> Double <laughs> oh, stinks. Well, I mean, last year, they they because I know the stack because uh, the team I follow was tied with them for like most sacks in the league. Chiefs were last year. But they're not getting any pressure on quarterbacks this year. They're not getting turnovers. They're just giving up points. Who, who, who's the team you follow? Like the XFL Washington <laughs> Dollars? <laughs> yeah, why did you say the team I follow? <laughs> yeah, I feel like I've talked about them enough already today. Don't want to get annoying. Well, yeah, we, got a lot of Steelers, we got a lot of Steelers people listening, by the way, probably because of Ducky Hodges. Pretty humble of me, right? Yeah. It was super humble. I mean, dumb, but <laughs> the team I follow, like, nobody knows. <laughs> what an incredibly professional. Thank you. That was an incredibly professional thing. P.S. Do I need to take your name out of my bio? Because I, I had a, a bad tweet about um, Baker and Odell yesterday, and a lot of people were tagging them. And I was like, oh, I feel so bad. Oh. Like Pat's name's in it. And it's all right. I stuck up for Baker a few times publicly. I think Baker knows I'm on his side. You also say in your thing, I say dumb things into a mic on is. the Pat oh, McAfee yeah, show. Yeah. I would like you to add, though. The, uh, the thoughts. <laughs> I got no characters left, or I would. I got to figure it out. Promoting all of our shows. I know. I think, I know, me too. I've been thinking about changing that, too. 
Because like people are people really looking at your Twitter bio and like, oh, I need to watch their show. Probably not. That's what I'm saying. Like I was forced to put all the shit in there by the people that I signed contracts with. <laughs> but I tried to tell them like I don't think people are just looking at that and clicking on it. I don't think that's happening. I think people see a tweet, they go over, they're like, oh, let's scan through these other mm-hmm. tweets to see what he's all about. Maybe check out his pin tweet. What's that? Oh, he has a poll up right now on who I'd rather start, Marcus Mariota or James Winston. <laughs> good I poll. People, I like that poll. Hey, it was a good poll. Marcus Mariota won, by the way. Yeah, he, as he I should. was surprised. Huh. Backyard football, he can move. Yep. Backyard football, he can't throw. <laughs> Don't need him to. You can scramble. James yeah, is at least like in backyard football. Yeah, you but know, he's gonna he's gonna hock it. Yeah, but yeah. seven Mississippi, James is done. The poll was, for those that don't know, I said, if this was backyard, because you can't say if you're running an NFL team, because it's hard to put yourself in a position of billions of dollars on the line. Mm-hmm. Every decision is potentially ruining a franchise, everything like that. So it's hard to put yourself in the position of an NFL GM, no matter how much fantasy football you play, it is hard to actually put yourself in there. So I said, if you're playing backyard football and your quarterback gets hurt, you have to replace him or her with one player that's sitting on the sideline, and it's Jameis Winston or Marcus Mariota. Who are you going with? 58% of the people said Marcus Mariota. 42% said Jameis Winston. 52,000 votes. That's a pretty large yeah. sample size, and that was a pretty prevailing win there for Marcus Mariota. But I think what is the tell at the end of the day is those two guys have stunk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. A lot of people are tweeting me like, oh, I'm quitting the game. Isn't it time to fucking go home? That's what I'm doing. If I have to pick one of those two, I am quitting football that day, and I'm going home to hang out with my family. And I was like, Jesus, you won't even take an NFL quarterback? (laughs) (laughs) You got your uncle Joe just got hurt, rolled his ankle playing backyard football, and Jameis Winston shows up, and you're just going to (laughs) quit? It is interesting, though, because they have looked not great. Mm -hmm. Michael Lombardi came on the show last week and said that he thinks Jameis Winston should be reminded more of what color his team is wearing. Yeah. And then he went to England and threw five fucking <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Lombardi, I don't think you've ever been more right. And then Marcus Mariota, they got shut up by the Broncos. And I guess if it's just more of the same with Marcus Mariota, right? A lot of promise, a lot of hype, and then ultimately at the end, not a lot of outcome or not a lot of good stuff. I just don't understand. You got yanked for Tannehill. I should have put him in that thing. <laughs> you got Tannehill, who was a wide receiver in college, mm-hmm. who the Dolphins drafted to play quarterback, said he was going to be the next great thing, paid him as if he was a great thing. I got yelled at for commenting about them paying Tannehill, where I said, well, if they're paying Tannehill, blah, 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 Colts are going to have to pay Andrew Luck maybe a percentage of the team. If this is what Tannehill <laughs> is getting, Luck is going to own this. I got a call telling me not to talk about uh, conference rivals, which I don't think we played them. <laughs> ever <laughs> and not to talk about business and stuff like that. that's a real call I got and I was like okay and he was like uh, will you delete the tweet and I was like yeah. nah <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> well, I think, it's I doing think. pretty well so. and by the way if that hurts your negotiation with Andrew Luck like I don't know what to tell you if he if his agent comes in and starts citing a tweet of mine <laughs> I think you guys are in bigger problem <laughs> than anything like that but all that, those quarterbacks that don't pan out are such an interesting mm-hmm. thing. We read through that list today on the show. Go through that list. Incredible college quarterbacks who just didn't pan out in the NFL. You got Marcus Mariota. Mm-hmm. Incredible college quarterback. You got Timmy Tebow. Yep. Incredible college quarterback. You got Johnny Manziel. Incredible college quarterback. Baker Mayfield, I guess, can fall into that category if you want. Pat White, who was a teammate of mine, was an electric factory on offense. If the offense was now in the NFL, what 
if it was now back then, I think Pat White would have done very well in the NFL, but he just was before his time, I believe. But he's another quarterback that was incredible in college, didn't pan out in the NFL. Sam Bradford. Sam the Bradford. List goes on and on. And Blaine, on. Blaine Gabbert. Ooh. Matt Leiner. RG3. Jamarcus Russell. Troy Smith. Brady Quinn. Ryan Leaf. Joey Harrington. Oh. I mean, it's almost like picking a quarterback is, is very much like a scratch-off. Like You have no idea if your guy's going to be able to translate into the NFL. I think it's because they get content and comfortable with being a superstar in college. They don't realize that the amount of work that's going to have to happen in the NFL mm-hmm. for them to have the same type of success. Now, granted, old Duck Hodges just stepped in there and said, boys, now we're going to fucking sling it. <laughs> He's winning duck call contests a month before the fucking season. <laughs> saving <laughs> the city. <clears throat> but saving Pittsburgh. <laughs> put a statue up of the kid. Put him with a duck head on. But I think it, it, I think it is something where these college quarterbacks are not a lock to be great in the NFL. And I would have assumed that if you're good in college, you can figure out in the NFL. But now that I'm calling these college games, I think I could go win a Heisman right now. (laughs) (laughs) I think I could potentially go win a Heisman if you put me in the right system. A lot of these defenses, they have no idea what's going on. Mm. And they don't have the weapons to have actual good coverage because in college, you got to recruit all these guys. You get one good corner, that's awesome. You get one good safety, that's awesome. You get one good D lineman, that's awesome. A five-star linebacker, that's awesome. But the other corner, that is a one-star corner, very easy just for us to put our guy on that guy and just the entire game. And he's throw for 10,000 yards against a team that is, some would say, recruited well and has a good team. All you got to do is have one weakness and one offensive coordinator that has just a little bit of a brain. And in college, you can dominate. And I think in the NFL, it's just a whole different ballgame. Mm-hmm. And I think Jameis and Marcus have learned that. I think a lot of other quarterbacks have as well. And that's why I think it's such a big deal whenever you risk it on a quarterback early. That's why that number one pick that the Dolphins earned, tried to earn, they did earn this weekend mm-hmm. so far over the Redskins. Like, who knows what that's going to be? Will Tua pan out in the NFL? Will Tua come to the NFL? I don't. I think Tua might be a righty, by the way. <laughs> 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 the more and more I watch him, I think he might be a righty. Like, like, like a natural righty. Um, what's his name? Is the first, the last lefty to take a snap in the NFL. Uh, the OC for the Cowboys can't mm-hmm. think of his name right now. Kellen Moore. Moore. Kellen Moore was the last lefty to take a snap in the NFL. I, and I might have heard this. I don't know if my brain's just making this up, but watching him throw lefty, it doesn't look natural. He throws a nice ball, can throw the ball far. He seems to be a smart quarterback and all those things, but it doesn't look natural. And that might just be a lefty looking, anyways. Mm-hmm. He doesn't look natural. Jalen Hurts looked very reckless with the football this past weekend. I don't know anything about that air barricade. I don't know who the set lock is at number one, but if you're tanking for a quarterback, I just don't know if you hit because there's no transfer portal in the NFL. <laughs> you just got to <laughs> hope that you get a good guy. And I, I don't know who it I is. I don't think you could draft Tua because statistically, lefties have a bigger chance of dying before righties. It's true. Right-handed scissors. <laughs> and with that, <laughs> we will end this show. <laughs> uh, shout out to the Colts. Made zero mistakes yesterday. <laughs> On Sunday, made zero mistakes. Mm-hmm. Still in the driver's seat for the Super Bowl. Let's go. Shout out to the Lions. Big win last night. Whoa. Well, you just fucked yourself there. <laughs> Classic mistake. I don't think it works that way. That does. No, it does. I mean, I guess we'll find out. I'm not that important. <laughs> oh, thought you were the biggest fan. Whoa. No. Hey, you don't deserve that, what you just said to yourself. Foxy. Well, I think everyone else that thinks that it matters just thinks they're a little too important. Foxy, I would argue this. You're one of the best editors on YouTube, which is the biggest platform on earth right now. Mm-hmm. 
I would say you you do matter. You are important. So whenever you put a jinx on a team like that, an entire city has to fucking suffer. So when the Lions lose tonight because of what you just said, <laughs> you have to sleep with that. You have to remember that. You have to think about that tomorrow. Just like the thought of us not having yeah, an ALDS baseball. Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, Jesus Good Christ. Show, I almost forgotten. <laughs> By the way, you need to check out the vlog from last week. <laughs> it just came out this morning at 7.30. If you're listening before 7.30 a.m., the new vlog for last week has come out. It includes the Yankees game. It includes the Triple G fight. It includes everything. There's a lot going on. And we got a bunch of fucking giveaways, too. Oh, yeah. By the way, somebody's got to keep track of all those. <laughs> Gumpy. Yep. Boom. Yep. Bingo. We're giving away a lot of shit. And right now, we'll give away $500. Oh, Hey. Tweet me something, make me laugh. It's easy as that. <laughs> if Todd thinks it's funny, and I think it's funny, the mostest funny, we'll send you $500. Uh, probably like a Visa card or something like that, so it doesn't get on your taxes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Because we've been dealing with- You can with do a lot with 500 bucks. A lot. On a Visa card. Absolutely. Yeah. What are you talking about? Speaking about a college bar, too. Good weekend. Oh. Shot for the boys. $500 weekend. Maybe start buying some wow. DiGiorno's instead of Jack's. Oh. Whoa. Whoa. It's, it's not, not delivery. delivery. Wow. A lot of people sending me photos of those lava cakes. Mm. So good. Nice. Keep those coming. Because <laughs> <laughs> I look at those things and I'm just like, I close my eyes and I just, I picture the taste and then I, I keep scrolling. I have like a nice little snack session every time I get a tweet. Somebody's like, these things are shit. And I'm like, oh, whoa, let me click out of your <laughs> click out of your comment just so I can see the lava cake. All right. Yep. Tweet me something that finds uh, that is comical. If Todd likes it, finds it funny, he'll probably bring it to my attention if I mm-hmm. laugh. Bingo, bango, $500 Visa card. Least we could do. You're the absolute best. Thanks to at Devlin Hodges 10 on Twitter, at Devlin Hodges on the Instagram for joining us, old Duck Hodges. Congrats to him on being a champion duck caller. And congrats to you for listening to the show. Don't know why you do, but thankfully you do. Um, Ty Schmidt. Oh, by the way, this is very contentious right now. This is a massive situation. He's not kidding. This is no joke. No, I know. Hit the music, dude. For the last time, boss. Come the ducks hit the high baller. Shut up the dog, stare at the water. I'll say when, hold on, y'all wait. Hit them boys, boom, 12 gauge. Out in the mud down in Mississippi. Maladuck, yeah, that's what gets me. Cause I can't shoot lead But I don't miss I just knock them in the head In the duck blind Having us a good time High five Every time they fly by Robo duck In the middle of the spread Got sausage on the grill And a piece of white bread In the duck blind I remember now When I was 14 The little Dixie coming through the trees 
High five every time they fly by Robo duck in the middle of the spread Got sausage on the grill and a piece of white bread in the duck This fall, I'm gonna tune up my calls, pack up my boat, feet sticking up, I'll make a mile of duck float in the duck line, having us a good time, high five every time they fly by, robo duck in the middle of the spread, got sausage on the grill and a piece of white bread in the duck line, in the duck line. Yeah.